0: Welcome to Expounded Universe Special Edition Leviathor Ragnarok. The book, The Glove of Darth Vader, by Paul and Hollis Davids. The year, 1992, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey ho, let's go. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Novel Discussion Podcast and so on. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by your host, John. Hi, John. How are you? Hey. It's a little.
1: Uh, it's getting to be a little warm. It's starting to get warm.
0: Yeah. You know, normally I would be inviting you over to bask in the relative coolness of my somewhat more seaside adjacent home. Yeah. Uh, the nice of course, thing I, I about can't.
1: Uh, the nice thing about, you know, the whole recording remotely is I can just sit around in my underwear and record this and it's fine. Unlike when I sit around in my underwear at your place and it's not fine.
0: I was going to say, I wouldn't give a shit. You can do what you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a big sign on your door that just says, do what thou wilt.
0: (laughs) I mean, the only thing you got to watch out for is sudden barging entrances from my my girlfriend or daughter. And I mean, I'm literally in my underwear right now that they're not going to give a shit. They're used to it.
1: Like, eh, another fat guy in boxers, no one cares. (laughs) Add it to the
0: pile. (laughs) That's just like the scandal pool in Washington, Mm, D.C. What do you got for me? Well, sir, we got another fat guy in boxers.
1: Eh, no one cares.
0: (laughs) We got Dotson here. (laughs) Ooh, run it! (laughs) Shit, we got Dotson? And he's trying to buy dinosaur embryos? That shit's news. news. That is news of the day. Stop the presses!
1: Oh wait, don't stop the presses.
0: <laughs> no, I mean you gotta stop stop the presses so you can start the presses again. It's 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 just so that you don't you know run too many presses of things that aren't Dotson. You we got, got Dotson here.
1: We got so many presses.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and finish up our special edition today. We decided to read a book for kids. Seven chapters of of not even young adult, but literally just four kids' fiction. Uh, In The Glove of Darth Vader. Yeah, and this
1: is basically book one of six of this story, and boy, howdy, is this one-sixth of a book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it just kind of ends right where it starts. It feels, the ending feels a lot like the ending to, like, an episode of Inspector Gadget or something like that. Okay. I mean, you don't feel that where... I literally, I don't really get into the ending yet, but the ending is so abrupt and silly and features like really good art of Hissa and Trioculus, like, smiling as their ship flies away.
1: I mean, I would definitely put it as something slightly more episodic, because mm-hmm. it's going to continue the same, you know, thread.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Uh, episodic is a good way to put it. You know, I'm just, I'm looking at my copy of the cover. I don't know if our two books, they're different books. I don't know if they have the same art. Oh, I, I assume uh, they do. Okay. Trioculus is also on the cover of your book, right? Yeah. And in that picture, does he look like creepily like he's played by Andrew Scott? Uh no. Do you know who do you know who Andrew Scott is off the top of your head? No. But
1: in my head Okay, then then, no.
0: then, then you're just not knowing. Uh Moriarty and or Hot Priest from Fleabag. Uh eh, maybe. I mean, come on. Eh. Other people are gonna look and, and bear me out on this one, but yeah.
1: I mean, for me, he he, kind of looks like a like a young Lorenzo
0: Lamas. Oh, I could see that too. I guess, except that I have no mental capacity for the concept of a young Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he's just some sort of a mummy that wears yellow sunglasses and still gets work. He's like an, a modern day Elmer McCurdy. Uh, okay, so we we start with the escape of three PO and R two and Luke hot in pursuit. Uh, remember how the last chapter ended with them going, oh no, probe droids. Well, I mean, this one. Well, that didn't matter.
1: I mean, this one technically starts with more probe droids. It's just <laughs> like, hey, did you know probe droids are out in the universe? Yeah. They're looking at stuff. Yeah, they're
0: all over the place, finding all kinds of stuff that's not the glove of Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, boy howdy. They found a like a bomb and and a piece of... Garbage and a guy who is trying to steal a truck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And a droid hand floating in a cloud of hydrogen.
1: And a big, farty bounty hunter.
0: Yeah, yeah, they definitely found that, and they also found, I don't know, like a shark with a license plate in its stomach. Hell yeah, they did. They found Geronimo's rifle and Marilyn's shampoo. And they found Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, they don't find much, but notably... Several probe droids even noticed a missing Imperial command shuttle. Why, it's number 714B. They didn't catch it or anything, but they definitely noticed it. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's because that's the stolen shuttle. Yeah.
1: They're like, oh, no, probe droids from the last chapter. And then this one, they're like, oh, hey, look at that. Nothing <laughs> happened.
0: <laughs> they did nothing. That's This book has a really fun tradition of setting up big cliffhanger endings to the chapters and then just dispensing with them out of hand at the beginning of the next chapter.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, by the time they've done this twice, you're like, yeah, I, I don't care. I Whatever this cliffhanger is, I know the second I turn the page, it's going to be like, but whatever.
0: Anyway. Well, this chapter won't end on a cliffhanger. Instead, we are, uh, this is chapter four we're, we're, we're kicking into. And this one, you remember how the last chapter took a weird turn and for some reason was heavily about whale meat? Well, the rest of the book is. Yeah, the whole rest of the book is about whale meat.
1: Boy, howdy. Did they really go all in on the whale thing?
0: So before the whale meat stuff happens, first we get the little note about how the probe droids didn't actually catch Luke's shuttle. Then we get some stuff about Trioculus being so mad that he goes hunting.
1: Yeah, he hunts for giant Phefzi beetles.
0: Yeah, you know, Phefzis. Little big gi- little big giant Phefzi beetles. Little
1: big giant small Phefzi beetles. Mm-hmm.
0: Little big planet of fefsy beetles that he heads out to and, and hunts them. Uh, he kills three whole fefsy beetles, and, and Grand Moth Hissa congratulated him enthusiastically. Hey,
1: good job, buddy. Oh, but Trioculus it, wants a bigger kill.
0: Yeah, he wants to go to the ammonia filled jungles of somewhere or other to hunt star dragons. Uh, you know. Okay. Star dragons are space dragons. We've gone over this. <laughs> hey, look. Uh,
1: now that we've been doing this for a while and have done a shitload of uh, our bonus content where we go to Wookiepedia and find mm-hmm. nonsense from Star Wars, $2 level, patreon.com slash system mastery, we've mm-hmm. covered yeah, star yeah. dragons. We know what Smash star dragons like are.
0: Yeah, we know exactly what they are. They come in two varieties. There's the big bug leg ones. Uh, and that which there's only one of and then there's the ones that are in absolutely enormous and live out in space and have names like radical dreamer and shit (laughs) and neither of them lives on the ammonia-filled jungles of planet kona then again i think just like most of this book they're just writing whatever there's no research here there's no connection to the grand scheme
1: no i feel like whoever was writing this was probably just like oh this isn't gonna like, there's no such thing as a canon. No one's going to read this and be like, oh, this is definitely what happened. This is just a fun story I'm telling. But they <laughs> did not understand what Star Wars fans are like.
0: <laughs> and, you know, at the time that they did it, it's it's okay that they had no idea what was going on. It's just kind of funny how many things they hit on that, are, that become things in Star Wars further down the line.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean... Pretty much anything you put into a book. Again, a thing we've learned from doing this show now is if you try to offhand some dumb shit in this, oh, somebody's picking that up. There are very yeah, ev- few times when you're like, oh, yeah, I made up an entire thing and it just doesn't go anywhere.
0: As we learned from what was his name? Ul Rashan in the, in the uh, most recent full season where he was just some lizard looking guy who was like a good gunslinger, and then people picked it up and ran with it to the point where his planet is a planet of foppishly dressed velociraptor gadabouts who have similar names to him. Mm, mm, mm. You didn't pick up any of that from the description of Ulrichon in the book that he is introduced in. He's just some sort of mean alien who likes to shoot people, yeah. but it spins. it spins into this whole tale of the time that Vader came to his planet and was nice to his people, and they all dressed in extravagant finery and talked like velociraptors,
1: yes, but for Vader, it was a Tuesday
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, in this case, the star dragon thing is just a one off line that to us anyway, because we spend so much time scouring Wikipedia, is like, hey, you haven't earned what star dragons have earned. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's getting to the point where I'm uncomfortably familiar with weird shit in Star Wars. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, so anyway, Hissa is hanging out with him as he makes his plans to go hunt dragons. And Trioculus asks him pretty much point blank, how many people have accepted my claim as the rights of the Emperor? (laughs) And and Hissa has to be like, oh, there's a couple of... I mean, there's talk amongst stormtroopers that you might not really be the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean... (sighs) It honestly feels like Trioculus just turns to Hissa and is like, hey, can you give me just a
0: reason to be angry? Just something. And Hissa's like, yes, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Duh. Uh, Some stormtroopers have been heard to complain. And he's just like, I want their names. I want their individual names that I might punish them.
1: Yeah, great. Sure, I'll get on that. And by that, That I mean... it's not worth your time. I'll go ahead and tell you I am, and then eventually you'll get distracted by what other dumb villain bullshit you want to get up to.
0: (laughs) Now let me go hunt dragons. Sure, buddy. Uh, Fine, I'll just call ahead and have them inflate some big rubber dragons. Okay, uh, this is where we find out that the probe droid found the closest thing they had found to Vader's glove yet, which was a droid hand floating in a cloud. And... (laughs) Trioculus has to be like, speak not to me of droid hands.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Trioculus, what <laughs> the fuck is your deal?
0: <laughs> I mean, he's just a cartoon bad guy. He kind of comes off a little trumpy uh, <laughs> in multiple ways. In that uh, he can
1: he, do stupid things.
0: In the yeah, first of all, in that he could do stupid things, and he both hunts and eats little winged potatoes. <laughs> yeah, he loves food, eating the theater. Also, most of his governance style is determining that people don't like him, and then and then creating personal vendettas against them.
1: Uh, but uh, at this point, we get a message for Lord Trioculus from Captain Dunwell.
0: Yeah. Now, you, we should note that already in this chapter, because we're hanging out in in Trioculus's headquarters, big plates of whaleadon meat have again been discussed.
1: Well, yeah, but Captain get Dunwell.
0: That Gotta get that juicy shack meat. I mean, whalodon meat. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to be disturbed by anyone while he watches L- Captain Dunwell's secret report. Which
1: is weird because, I mean, Captain Dunwell, we find out, is just some whaler on Moncala. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's whaler, some whaler on, a moon.
0: on the moon. He carries a harpoon.
1: <laughs> but there ain't no whalodons.
0: <laughs> so he sings Tall Tailodons. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, he's just some fucking guy who's running the the whaling facility on Moncal.
1: Yeah, you'd think that instead of being like, see, that no one disturbs me while I find what Captain Dunwell has to say, he'd just be like, cool, I'm sure this is about whatever my next order of big juicy whale meat is, (laughs) and I'll just take a look at it right here.
0: I want some more of my fine Dunwell steaks. (laughs) I've got a subscription. Yes, they cost $65 for two. That's how you know their quality.
1: (laughs) Uh, And of course, Captain Dunwell, the message pops up, and he has to start with some dark
0: greetings. Yeah, he starts with the most darkest of greetings to you, my lord. (laughs) Dark
1: greetings, Lord Trioculus. That's not ridiculous at all.
0: (laughs) It's fun to talk like obvious bad guys.
1: Anyway, I've been down here doing... Whale murder, and I found something. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Come over here.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. And also, the art of this guy is amazing. He he looks like an old-timey sea captain. They, re- they really leaned into it.
1: Oh, yeah. This guy is definitely hanging out with Tintin at some point.
0: I mean, he's got a rum nose and one of those all-the-way-round, big U-shaped Lincoln beards.
1: Oh, yeah. No mustache, just the chin beard. He's... <laughs> He's got the floppy captain hat.
0: Yeah, he's got a floppy old topper. <laughs> he he's got all. He's got an old hat. He's got every mo- one of the jokes about hats that we have made.
1: I mean, also, it's, it's if we're talking about fashion here, fucking Trioculus is. He's got shoulder pads with those anti-pigeon spikes on them.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a real problem with Trioculus having homeless people sleep on his shoulders.
1: Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, no, I got to put spikes on here. I got tiny homeless people keep trying to sleep on my shoulders.
0: Hissa, another gang of skateboarders did lip tricks off my shoulders. I need you to put in some anti-skateboarding technology. Uh, every time I, I will see destroy them.
1: Every time I see a bad guy with the weird spike shoulder pads, I'm always just like, God, you have to wear that for. Maybe a day before you have stabbed yourself in the neck several times and go, oh, yeah, no, this
0: is dumb. I'm sorry. I feel like Spin's original plan to get rid of Trioculus was just to get into proximity of him and start playing YMCA. <laughs> ah. Until he just just oh. stabs himself in the neck with his shoulder murderers.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that or they just start playing What is Love.
0: <laughs> or a House of Pain song. I mean, you've got a variety of options that exhort people to lift their hands into the air. Anyway. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Let's uh, keep moving. (laughs) Just like shoulder pads aside. We cut to
1: the oceans of calamari Mm -hmm. with our new (laughs) introduced
0: character, Leviathor. Yeah, Leviathor is a very minor character, but a fascinating one. He's the largest whale of all the whalodons. And he's the Uh, leader. He's their leader, and he's albino, so you know he's kind of a, um, a, 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 some sort of a Moby Dick. He's he's a white whaleodon.
1: He's mm-hmm. definitely he's the, he's... something that Captain Dunwell is chased after.
0: Yeah, he's not just a white whaleodon. He's the white whaleodon. Oh yes. Uh He has been the terror of Space Nantucket for low unto many decades. Now he's swimming around
1: and is just sort of sad because there are a bunch of dead whaleodons. There's a whaleodon yeah. graveyard with all the bones, which is, I get that you're doing sort of a, like an elephant graveyard thing, but it's like, that's where the processing plant is also depositing the dead. Like they yeah, figured the out that, that that's where wailodons put their skeletons and then went. Well, I mean, I know we're capturing them and murdering them for their sweet, delicious, juicy meat, but we how should about probably a burial. We should be <laughs> respectful of their burial process.
0: Yeah, it's. I feel like they just kind of got their wires crossed on this one because yeah, they obviously did an elephant grave graveyard thing, and then mixed it with the imperials are just dumping whale bones out here too.
1: Yeah, it's and a I'm like, strange oh, idea. Are you telling me that?
0: You're telling me that whale meats currently in vogue and no one's we- no one in the empire is wearing whalebone corsets and shit? I have a hard time believing that. Oh yeah. I mean How come Stormtrooper Scrimshaw hasn't taken off yet? You got to use every part of the whale, Yeah, I mean you're just being wasteful. I'm sure they light those little red lights inside of each one of the cockpits of a tie fighter with whale oil now. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I've heard that burning whale oil makes you stronger. <laughs> uh but but no apparently they've just taken them skeletons you know the ones that aren't already hanging in the ballrooms of of museums and just dumping them out the side of their processing center and that makes leviathor sad
1: yeah there will never again be these aged whaleadons teaching their songs and tales to the young so this is essentially where we find out that whaleadons aren't just like big creatures they
0: are actually sentient and have a culture uh-huh yeah they have a whole culture uh, although they're not they have no tool using or anything like that they're just whales they just are very smart they're basically the what the way that people on earth who love whales a very great deal think whales actually might be and are not <laughs> i mean whales ultimately are just giant processing centers for, for plankton yeah
1: and i mean they also are in this book it's just they, you know, have a society and a whale joker.
0: <laughs> they live in a society of whales.
1: Uh, there are now, these whale jokers. On gamers. Earth, of course,
0: we, we know we know better. We know that on Earth there is no society whatsoever in Wales. Uh, uh, it's just people eating like sheep meat and big buckets of snails and stuff. Big
1: buckets of snails and stuff. In fact, mm-hmm. my favorite restaurant in Wales is Snails and Stuff. It comes in a bucket. That's their tagline. <laughs>
0: Uh, it is very close to true. The only thing we're missing is description of Lava Bread. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so, we cut back to the Imperial Stolen Speeder thingy, 714D, and... It apparently it's Luke and Admiral Akbar that are in there, along with the droids. Yep. And they're like, well, we have to go to Mon Calamari, Luke. We have to give this information really quickly to the Re- Rebel Alliance. But the fastest way to do that is to go to Mon Cal.
1: Well, yeah, because if we try to go to Yavin 4, then the Imperials will spot us. Never mind that later in this book, we just go to Yavin 4 and there is no problem with it. But uh, the things are happening on Mon Cal and we got to go
0: there. But Mon Mothma and Princess Leia are waiting for that information now, says Luke. <laughs> Customary to uh, people who like Luke from the first movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to wait on Calamari and then send a cargo cruiser with the coded data. And uh, 3PO, of course, is only concerned with, do you think there'll be facilities on Mon Cal that can turn me back into my prissy golden self? Yes. It,
1: can they turn me back into the old me?
0: Yeah. Uh, notably the first description of Moncal we get a message from from uh, Aquaria Aquarius station for trioculus. but Luke and and uh, Akbar are headed for Pisces station, uh, a, a different station on Moncal, which apparently all of them are just named after the somewhat aquatic factions of the zodiac.
1: Yes. I'm sure that there is definitely Cancer Base out there somewhere. They just yeah, didn't and- want to name it that on the book because <laughs> they were like, ooh, <laughs> ooh,
0: you know. Welcome to Cancer Station. Uh, how How's the health condition? Oh, it's just fine. I uh, mean, we're all a little a crabby here. <laughs> uh, we all like that joke here. Or we get sent to the only other one that kind of fits, Sagittarius Station. Because <laughs> Sagittarius, I believe, is the water bearer. Is that right?
1: uh i don't know i thought sagittarius was like a goat or some shit
0: yeah it's like a centaur goat with a bow and arrow but i think it's also supposed to be the uh the water bearer uh, i mean don't look at me i'm a sagittarius i just don't give a shit well yeah no why would i why would you Plus, i'm not even a sagittarius i i'm an ophiuchus the cool one <laughs> the cool secret one for astrologers in the know <laughs> the cool secret sign for cool people Yeah, I had to put in the Konami code to get that cool sign for myself. I
1: I pre-ordered my Zodiac, so I got the cool one.
0: (laughs) Pre-order your birth date from GameStop.
1: (laughs) That's right. I got my GameStop-only DLC Zodiac sign.
0: (laughs) It's Ophiuchus, the rad snake bearer. It also came with an assault rifle skin. Okay, so so they're going to go fly to Pisces Station. And right now they have no idea that they're about to get embroiled in more Imperial shenanigans.
1: Yes, but they head for the domed city of Aquarius, where water breathers and air breathers stand side by side in harmony. And it's the only fully underwater city
0: on Calamari. Yeah, it's basically a big bubble, and it's rocky on the bottom and airy on the top, and the people who like to live in water live down in the rock part. Yep, like lobsters. It says they live side by side, but they actually live above below, giving you a a strong metaphoric example of how air breathers are just way better than water breathers. I mean, it's true. I mean, obviously. They're just so high, high above them. I mean, learn to, to smelt and shit, water breathers. It's it's not our fault you can't make fire. Mm. That's on you for not developing legs and getting the fuck out of the water.
1: Uh, now, when they do get there, they are greeted by the sound of a Whalodon song. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this Whalodon comes up and sings classic whale music, which is, weirdly, it sounds exactly like What is Love by Hathaway.
1: <laughs> weirdly, it's classical gas? <laughs>
0: It's some of that like 1910 style party jazz. <laughs> okay. Anyway, luckily, as this big whale with his big white hump sticking out of the water pops up, Admiral Akbar is one of the very few people, uh, even among the Moncals, who speaks whale. Yep. He's yeah, like, he's... oh
1: wait, I know what that whaleodon's saying. It's a song mm-hmm. that's like, hey, somebody help me, my shit's all
0: fucked. <laughs> Luke, you don't understand. I speak the languages of all the animals.
1: Uh, all right. <laughs> and I just love uh, that he's like, he shows up here, looks around. There's a whale who's like, hey, there's a bunch of dead whales. And he's like, I will promise you I will do everything to save you. Oh, wise one of the calamarian seas.
0: Yeah, he and, and not only that, but then Luke responds to that by being like, oh, hey, Dr. Doolittle Akbar." You tell him I promise too, you tell him i'm <laughs> I'm coming, and hell's coming with me <laughs> uh anyway, trioculus in the next chapter thank thankfully this chapter doesn't end on a cliffhanger just on a promise to a whale of dawn. uh but in the next chapter, Trioculus has made his way to the secret underground or underwater. Imperial base on Moncal, from which most of the hunting of whales is done.
1: Yeah, and he has a star cruiser that is also a submarine because I guess they just needed to get a new toy.
0: I mean, it is not a very uh, well thought out design to make a ship that is both a submarine and a star cruiser uh, because of, of course, the, the the difference in pressure requirements. Yep. <laughs> when I was
1: you- reading this, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a that's a lot of extra weight. That's why you don't really see a whole lot of flying cars is because it, people keep saying, like, where are the flying cars? And like, we set aside the whole thing that, you know, people are shitty drivers and they're going to be even worse pilots. Yes. But really, it's because the number of things you need to legally put on a vehicle for it to count as a road legal car weighs so much that they don't make sense as airplanes. Hmm. That's the reason you haven't seen a ton of them. And they're only just in popular mechanics. Every fucking issue. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, we find out that Dunwell is planning for Trioculus's arrival with a 30s turbo laser salute.
1: Yeah, and a military procession.
0: Yeah, and Trioculus should be like, what the fuck? This is a secret base. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> Why would you do that? Of course, we also learn later on this definitely isn't a secret base, because Admiral Akbar is like, oh, hey, look over there. It's that base where they process whale meat. We keep trying <laughs> to shut them down, but they escape. I guess the base (laughs) is mobile. What the fuck are we doing?
0: Yeah, they escape by just going into the base. And then they yell base. Damn, they're safe. They're safe. They're touching home base. There's nothing we could do.
1: (laughs) Damn these rules of ours.
0: (laughs) If only little kids playing tag had not been the forefront of our society. (laughs) Uh... We get we get some, thankfully, or unfortunately, we didn't get to see our 2 talk for a while, but luckily there's some onomatopoeia here to let you know what the door opening to the underwater facility is, which is just grong. Indeed. And here comes Dunwell for the first time. D- yep. Dunwell is a grisly, old-timey, Willem Dafoe-looking sea captain.
1: <laughs> a most imperial welcome to you. No longer dark greetings. We already did that bit.
0: Mm-hmm, now we're doing most imperial of greetings. Uh, But then Trioculus notices that Dunwell is staring as if he is repulsed by Trioculus's weird third eye. Which,
1: dude, this is a base entirely staffed by Aqualish. I doubt he Mm -hmm. gives a fuck. (laughs) He's like, I look at butt face walruses all day. I don't think a dude with a third eye is really going to be like, ooh, how weird and gross.
0: Especially when canonically Aqualish come in two and four-eyed varieties. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure. So really he, he's just seeing someone that, for him, has an average number of eyes. <laughs> hey,
1: look, you've got the median number of eyes.
0: <laughs> oh, you're the regular American eye haver. <laughs> you've got two and a half eyes and a picket fence on your shoulders. That's right. Hey, I'd like to introduce you to my 2.63 children. Oh. <laughs> uh... Okay. Anyway, so yes, uh, we're still on. Un- he's still unwilling to divulge why the fuck Trioculus is driven all this way.
1: He's like, "You got to come with me to my uh, my office." Anyway, my office is on the other side, so we're gonna have to take a quick tour through my whaleodon processing unit. I'm sure it'll be fine, and it won't smell like horrid rotting balls for you to walk past these dead whales that we are skinning and gutting.
0: Yeah, and there's actually a picture in here with a of a whale with its skin being cut off. Yes indeed. <laughs> so so that's pretty fascinating. And a bunch of uh aqualish in the background just kinda looking like, like weird scientists. <laughs> but yeah, they take a tour through the facility, staying up on the high ramp and looking at the whales being cut apart. And uh they, they establish that the aqualish are basically just dumb assholes.
1: Oh yeah. In this, they decided, yeah, Aqualish are all just brutish and stubborn and fighters, and they're mostly just bounty hunters or mercenaries or ruthless Waelodon killers. Of course, we also have them here scrubbing them down and doing precision cutting and getting meat processing.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's not like Moncal is a planet didn't already have a couple of native species of basically bad guy races. Like, they could have just done this with Quarren. They could have, but... That would require any thought. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we finally get into Captain Dunwell's office, and obviously he's got a big view of a bunch of pretty fish and blah, blah, blah. But most notably, he's here to let Trioculus know that there's some wreckage on uh, on the planet's surface down in the water of the second Death Star. It exploded, and according to Moff Hissa, Lots and lots of gravity wells and different levels of cosmic radiation <laughs> and junk might have opened up a wormhole or some yeah. crap. Don't worry about it. Something,
1: something, black holes, something, something, asteroids, and then it's here.
0: Yeah, and look at this, he says, and he has like an x-ray that he's taken of the chunk of, of uh, Death Star that landed here. And Trioculus closes his two bad eyes and uses his third one good eye to get a good look at it. And, oh, my God, is that a glove?
1: My God, is it a hand or a glove? Hmm,
0: and it's clutching a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory.
1: Ooh, only one ticket is known to be indestructible.
0: (laughs) It's the indestructible one. Yes, Willy Wonka released five golden tickets, one of which was indestructible. (laughs) Uh... So now he thinks he may have finally found the hand of Vader, and it's got to be a glove because any hand would not have uh, survived the explosion of the second Death Star. And some sort of bullshit hand wavy travel through space and time to get here,
1: yeah, God damn it uh so yeah they're they're gonna be off to the valley of the giant oysters in order to uh, find a big old chunk of metal with a glove in it,
0: mm-hmm, and meanwhile <laughs> it's basically just Luke and Akbar are also getting ready to go to the valley of giant oysters to find a chunk of metal with a glove in it, uh, yeah. Well, 3PO and R2 are going through a changing montage to get back into their regular clothes.
1: Yeah, we get, you know, everyone back into their regular golden stuff and spinny white and blue nonsense. And the droids are very happy. But uh, I like that they're just like, oh, hey, so uh, we sent them the news out to Mon Mothma about what we heard. It's time for whale adventures. Please board Mm -hmm. my ship that looks like a fish.
0: The whole thing about Castle, we're done with that. It's time to get on fish ship and go on underwater adventures.
1: Look, we had one chapter that gave even the remotest shit about the plot. It's time for whale adventures. Mm hmm.
0: If they want whaleodon meat, that means they have to destroy the ecology of calamari. Yeah. Chiznoops kajik?
1: meek
0: Yeah. He if you've seen Deezneeks those are uh, uh okay so we actually get a full on ecology lesson at this point as well where R2 has to be like hey how come the whales are important ah oh, well little one you see the whales eat the plankton and uh, without the plankton being eaten it would overrun the planet and destroy our ecology so you know whales are very important creatures and yeah. we need to save the whales yeah. even the space whales
1: especially the space whales uh, okay but yes, and this is also where we learn that he knows exactly where the Whalodon Processing Center is, but yet they, they're they like, oh, we had a law against doing this, and it's illegal to hunt Whalodons, but we just can't control Captain Dunwell. Like, why?
0: Yeah, and then they all get into a fish-shaped submarine, and they're heading down towards this, uh, this lump of uh, metal, when they see a big hunting submarine pop up, and this is... We don't know it yet, but this is the submarine that currently has Hissa and Trioculus on it that's on its way down to the place, and I guess it's just doing some incidental whaling as it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're already taking the giant whaling submarine, so, you know, when they see a whale it on, they're like, all right, well, we've got a giant suck tube for whales, <laughs> so, you know, fuck it, we may as well suck some whales. <laughs>
0: we've got to suck whales when you get the chance. So, as, as, uh... Luke and, and Akbar are making their way down there, Leviathor, who had been guiding them to the Valley of Giant Oysters, is just unceremoniously sucked into the the uh, vacuum tube of a giant ship right in front of them.
1: Yeah, and it gets Leviathor and, you know, a couple others. They're like, oh yeah, they just suck up whales into a big storage area, I guess. And they're like, neat. Yeah. This isn't what we were here for, but, you
0: know, Neat. Nakbar's like well it's not even a trap that's just what the whaling ship is supposed to do mm. but this is a sad day for mon Cal. i'm sorry for calamari
1: yes oh without leviathor the whaladons haven't a chance
0: because i guess based on his ability to do anything that we knew of
1: yeah he could sing I, to people i guess yeah
0: well, the ones who can talk to the animals talk talk to the animals. Yeah, and
1: swim with the animals, mm-hmm. and Hank Pym with the animals.
0: <laughs> what do you like? Slaps the animals. Yeah. Okay. Yes, great. he does. All right. Well, anyway, we we continue. Luke and Akbar and the droids continue to follow this whaling sub as it makes it makes its way down into the uh, the depths of the valley of the giant oysters.
1: Yes, indeed. And uh, that's when they're like, "Oh, hey, you know what's weird." There's some fucking like shards of metal out here.
0: Yeah, yeah, they find some shards of metal out there, which uh, someone on the sh- sub has the bright idea to scoop up with a grabber claw in the submarine, and then Luke kind of requests that they get scanned because well, Akbar does because they're looking for specific types of metal. Yeah. So Akbar's like, "Let me know, is there any phobium or snoopy doop on there?
1: Yeah, is there denubium or phobium or?" Blil Blapium and R2's
0: like goose is Which of course is droid language for what's <laughs> what's denubium? <laughs> Not much, what's denubium with you? You almost made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well anyway, it turns out that indeed it's three percent phobium and six percent dunium.
1: I like that this basically means that Akbar, having just seen some metal on the floor of an ocean was like, oh, this was the Death Star. I already thought it was. I just needed you to scan and make sure.
0: I mean, I kind of get it, because they did manage to learn over the course of uh, 3PO and R2's little mini adventure that this guy is looking for the Glove of Vader, and the most likely place for the Glove of Vader is Wreckage of Death Star 2. So for him to be like, well, this might be Wreckage of Death Star 2 if, if, if they're here and they're doing secret shit.
1: Yeah, and, you know, as we all know, something-something black holes, something-something asteroids.
0: <laughs> he's just like, look, I was at the re- the explosion of Death Star 2. That was my whole fucking job, and there were chunks of it that disappeared into something-something holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a star phenomenon, common to Star Wars lands.
1: Uh, so, yes. this Now Luke realizes he's like, oh, Death Star chunks. My goodness, they must be here for
0: a glove. hmm And, you know, because the book has to hum right along, the next chapter just opens with Trioculus has the glove now.
1: Well, I mean, he has to go inside the big, dumb garbage nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. He goes inside the thing, and there's a big, loud noise, and he looks around inside of the... The wreckage, and he has to use thermal detonators to blow chunks in it as he makes his way through. And we get a picture of him
1: in his cool water suit where he kind of looks like Lex Luthor's power armor.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, but he indeed finds the glove just just chilling in the wreckage and uh, manages to get it out of from, from everything it's trapped under and get a good look at it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's very convenient. That the glove is indestructible, because when they first said, like, oh, yeah, he was just thermal detonating his way into this thing. I was like, man, isn't that going to damage some? Oh, yeah, that's right. This thing is bullshit.
0: Honestly, there was no particular good reason for him to go in there. They could have just shot at the thing with underwater turbo lasers till there was nothing but glove left.
1: Yeah, but, you know, this (laughs) gives him an opportunity to go out in his cool little suit.
0: Yeah, that's way more fun. But anyway, now he has the glove. Hooray for him. Uh, he's just going back into the escape sub with a glove and Luke is looking at him doing it through his own, uh, submarine windows.
1: Yeah. And Luke has decided that Yoda once told him that, you know, he's got a fight and he can't avoid battle. So he's like, all right, I know we are in a tiny fish shaped ship and that is a gigantic whale eating submarine, but let's go fucking ram it.
0: I like his initial thought was, 3PO, is there any way we could just call him? Can we just call Trioculus? Can we call him I up can, I w- and just be I prisoners? Be like, dude, not cool. It would be super cool if you could, like, chill.
1: <laughs> hey, if we surrender, he'll just take us aboard. I'm like, yeah, that's, ooh, you're dumb. You're
0: real dumb. Don't do that. He, he might, or he might just shoot you.
1: Yeah, if you contact him and go, hey, we're in the fish sub, we surrender, he's like, cool lasers open fire on that dumb thing
0: <laughs> so four instead, of the only the... people
1: that exist in the alliance is in that
0: <laughs> uh yeah so instead of doing that they accelerate wildly and dive right towards the submarine
1: yes now as they're going towards it they <laughs> i guess they lose power because going fast fucks up fish subs
0: oh yeah obviously yeah so we get a bunch of stuff about how three PO has to push a big red knob and or yank on it. I'm not sure. Yeah, there, there, there's a part where he's like, Threepio, PO, push my big red knob." Three PO, yank hard.
1: <laughs> Look, if you just, you just keep that knob steady rolling. Uh, just give it about a minute. Mm, there we go.
0: <laughs> you know, you don't have to be use the sort of language. I, I, I am f- fluent in over six million forms of jacking you e. off. <laughs> I am fully functional. <laughs> this is just why i have human hands
1: Bazich chinooch
0: <laughs> chinooch is like straight up a kevin smith thing
1: oh yeah Bazichi, chinooch is my scooches
0: <laughs> i am the clit commander <laughs> uh, all right
1: but while they're yeah. going they pass by a giant fucking squid like just mm-hmm. just a giant squid they didn't even make it like a squid It's just a squid.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a giant squid, which, you know, ultimately is a pretty interesting discovery. But lucky for them, the squid just activates the whale suckers on the side of the submarine, which sucks in the squid and also them.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, hey, this is, uh, this is way better than, you know, surrendering. We can actually sneak on board.
0: <laughs> they should have just had their fish-shaped sub put on a whale costume. Ah! You know, by just ramming a whale full speed and then kind of hollowing it out and flying it from the inside oh yeah obviously that's you know small sacrifices need to be made all right well now they're on board the ship they're inside of a big holding pool and lucky for them all the aqualish are just dumb idiots so they're just standing around playing sabacc
1: yeah and they are not just like dumb idiots but they must have had no dealing with the empire before because as soon as Fucking trioculus gets out there; they're just in his way, and he's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. fucking move, or I will murder you." And they're like, "Eh, hey, go fuck yourself, man.
0: <laughs> Eat a dick, you three-eyed lunatic." <laughs>
1: like, what do they think is gonna happen?
0: You Two have... and or four eyes, good; three eyes, bad.
1: <laughs> you think they would know? Oh yeah, no, we're uh we're aliens, and those are imperial guys. If we mouth off, they are going to murder us. That's what yeah. they do.
0: Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, that guy's got to be important, because the uh, they, normally they don't even let hu- non-humans into their thing. And here's this weirdo with three eyes and shoulder pads, a spiked. There's no way he's not an important one.
1: Yeah, but instead they're just, like, spitting at him and being like, nah, we're not moving.
0: So he decides, because Trioculus is a fucking idiot... Uh, Oh, and I was right in the previous episode, to put on the glove of Vader and use the power of the glove of Vader to force choke one of them. Oh,
1: Vader glove is so bad.
0: (laughs) Well, here's a new thing that we get to learn about Trioculus. He doesn't know how the force works. He thinks it's shit that was on Vader's equipment.
1: Yeah, he's just like, ooh, the glove of Vader will obviously mean that I get to choke people because he choked people while wearing this glove. And I'm like, what? the fuck is wrong with you my dude
0: (laughs) well that obviously that is how vader works but all of the choking technology was stored in his left non-indestructible glove it's a real shame
1: (laughs) yeah i love that he tries to do that fails then he goes ahead and shoots the electricity at them and just murders one of them while the rest of them run off and he's like oh Mm -hmm. man if this glove doesn't have the power to choke people it's useless
0: (laughs) well no it is indestructible i mean you could use it for fun shit like i don't know putting your hands in lava for fun
1: yeah but also you know grand moff Hissa has to be like uh you do remember the entire reason we went to go get that was so that you would have a legitimized claim to the throne right
0: (laughs) His 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 declaration where he's like why did i even get this glove if it doesn't give me choke powers and it's like because it's of the prophets remember Kadan and that whole shit it's it's a a, it's a sign of leadership I'm not interested in
1: symbols I want the power of Darth Vader
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you know Vader was a Jedi and you're not right I mean that we we talked about this that's why you have cybernetic lightning generators in your fingers now
1: oh yeah where we find out that he doesn't actually have Sith lightning he has little electro generators in his fingers that got cybernetically attached to him, so it looks like he's shooting electricity, but oh, if he uses it too much, it could kill him.
0: Yeah. Uh, In fact, they tell him, you shouldn't use that anymore. After shocking that Aqualish, you've already used it more than you ever should have.
1: Yeah, you're only supposed to use it the one time to show off, and then just stop using it.
0: And and you know what don't even worry about the whole you can't choke people with the force thing. Luckily this droid that we keep with us MD uh is very good at faking force technology or faking the force with technology. So he's going to put little thingies in the glove that make loud noises that will incapacitate people.
1: Yeah, he essentially just goes like, "Oh, you'll uh if you point at a dude with this glove, then it sends out a high frequency sound that's so powerful to whoever you're pointing at it makes their eardrums explode and their brains disintegrate and it says just like darth vader was able to do with his natural power I'm like vader didn't he he choked people he didn't melt their
0: brains uh yeah no it's uh it's it's just so weird <laughs> I love the idea that this is one droid's like, oh, yeah, of course I can build face fake force technology. Don't worry about it. That's, that's what droids do. That's why everyone in the galaxy is running around shooting lightning out of their hands and force choking people.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, man, if you have the technology to be like, oh, I just made a super tiny, able-to-fit-in-a-glove-with-your-hand-still-in-it technology to have a pointable, undetectable, hypersonic brain melter... We're not going to give it to anybody, though. That's not the type of technology we would like to give to troopers or soldiers or even spies or tinkers or tailors.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, this is very unusual, where his has to be like, look, here's the deal. We agreed when I gave you your super-powered finger lasers and whatever that you were going to pretend to be a Dark Lord and go along with the whole technology thing. So, you know, like... Because obviously I needed a three-eyed guy, because <laughs> this is great, because the emperor actually does have a secret three-eyed son, but he's too crazy to be in charge of the empire, so you're my next best guy.
1: That's right, Triclops is so crazy.
0: <laughs> I went through a whole bunch of guys with tri-themed names before we got to you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on what was wrong with triballs. And he was like, no, I have three eyes. And they're, I, I have three eyeballs. Try balls. You get it? Try balls. Also, I have three balls. I don't know if that's important. I, I. Uh, but would you like to see my three balls? And they're like, no, get out of here. Get out of here, try balls.
1: Hi, I'm here to uh, audition for the part of the Emperor's son. I'm try the veal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and over and over, guys with Tri-themed names came in. Hi, we're the Tri-Guys. We'd like to be the Emperor's son. <laughs> all of us, together. We'd uh, like to, try, us, to we, the, try to be the Emperor's son. We're going to try to be the Emperor's son. Yes, the power of the dark side of the force. Uh, am, I, am I doing okay? Am I doing this right?
1: Uh, uh, dark greetings.
0: <laughs> dark greetings. Hey, kiss the cook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, anyway. okay, Luke... And, uh, 3PO and R2 are like, hey, Akbar, we're gonna go get on this sub, uh, you stay here and keep the motor running because, you know, you're a sad fish man and you're not gonna be any use to me up there.
0: I <laughs> you're mean, a sad-eyed fish fella.
1: Neither is 3PO, but whatever, I'm gonna take him too.
0: 3PO goes on the adventure, that's just one of the rules.
1: Yeah, 3- th- he- it's in the contract, 3PO has to go with.
0: 3PO has to be included in every adventure, it's the way Anakin built him. <laughs> Okay, so, so, yeah, they leave, and they're also making their way past, like, scared Aquilish and what have you.
1: Yeah, and then uh, they run almost immediately into Captain Dunwell. Mm-hmm. And he's stroking it when they find him, and by it, I mean his beard.
0: Yeah, he's stroking his beard in thought. Uh, it turns out he is already kind of plotting against the uh, Trioculus, because he's like, that guy can't be in charge. He's a weird piece of shit.
1: Well, yeah, he's like, oh, I bugged my own office, and Mm -hmm. they apparently didn't check my office for bugs, so now I know that he isn't the son of the Emperor, isn't even a fucking Dark Lord, has no powers, and is just a big piece of shit. What can I do with this information?
0: And obviously, the thing he's going to do is go confront them directly and in person and just kind of expect that they'll hand him a big sack with a dollar sign on the side of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's what... Weird cartoonish villains always do, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: they don't concoct elaborate revenge scenarios.
1: Uh, So, yes, they run into him and he's like, who the fuck are you? Why are you on this ship? And Luke is like, I'm asking the questions. Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. (laughs)
0: yeah that's exactly what happens he lightsabers the gun out of this guy's hands and then just takes over his mind with the force
1: he's like you'll never get through my codes r2 says uh your codes are shit and you are shit
0: (laughs) that was great (laughs) the the little belittling before the mind control where he was like my codes were designed by the greatest hackers of all time i've spent
1: three years on these codes uh, Yeah, R2 says your code sucks shit, and Vader's code he deciphered in 15 seconds, and you're no Vader, so eat a dick.
0: <laughs> we deciphered your code on the way in here, that's not even a thing.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, Luke assumes complete command of his brain and is like, yo, take us to a terminal so I can get R2 to hook into your dumb crap.
0: You've mistaken us for your enemies. I've mistaken you for me, enemies take us to a sh- take us to a terminal i'll take ye to a computer thing yar there's no good sailor word for computer <laughs> <laughs> uh and then you know
1: as soon as they do get there he's like oh wait a minute hold on you fool
0: uh yeah 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 <laughs> and we get a whole bunch of really good r2 things here we get gas
1: boop dweet Yeah, and- zungaloop
0: <laughs> zush
1: god damn it r2 i love you <laughs> uh switch
0: yeah no this is the best r2 ever uh okay so basically it's too late Dunwell more or less gets just manhandled and art or, or uh luke is planning to basically open up all the hatches so the escaped wayladons can escape and then he wants to set a self-destruct timer for the whole submarine so that'll it blow up uh after they've cleared landing and they're like i don't know set it for 10 minutes or something let's do 10 minutes
1: 10 minutes sounds good we can probably get the fuck out of here in 10 minutes Hmm. All right. So first thing, I need you to set the <laughs> self destruct for ten minutes. Okay. Now try and set them free. After you've done that, what you mean you can't?
0: Yeah. That's exac- That's more or less what happens because the beginning of the chapter seven, the end of the book here is quick. R two, tell the master control to fee- free the whaladons. I, you know, after we set the self destruct sequence,
1: and he's like, oh, um. I'm having a bit of a time finding the controls for that, and he's like, "Oh, maybe we should have done an order of operations on this."
0: Yeah. Anyway, they, they're they're looking for a way to let the whales out when all of a sudden, just Trioculus shows up. No stormtroopers, no Aqualish, just Trioculus.
1: Yeah, Trioculus shows up and he's like, "Ha ha! I got a glove now." Ah, uh, I've
0: uh, Trioculus has found us. We're doomed. Your droid has grasped your situation well, Skywalker. Now prepare to die.
1: Yeah, he shoots him. <laughs> Say hello
0: him. to Oblivion, Skywalker.
1: <laughs> he shoots him with the uh, the high pitched sound glove, and uh, boy, howdy, does that—I don't know—do some stuff. But <laughs> mostly, yeah,
0: kind of razzles him a little bit. Mostly, Luke
1: just grabs Dunwell and puts him in between himself and the glove. But it doesn't melt Dunwell's brain, so I have to imagine that this this glove is not quite as powerful as we were led to believe.
0: No, it just kind of stuns people and messes with their head by playing a loud noise. And of course, Luke's going to be immune to it. There's no more high-pitched, whiny sound in the galaxy than Luke himself.
1: Hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the galaxy?
0: Well, I'm a power converter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's developed contact immunity to this and iocane powder over years and years of small amounts of self-dosing
1: <laughs> i have put whining into one of these wine glasses you get it <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> never go up against a mon calamari when death is on the line
1: uh, so yeah they uh-huh. do at least manage to get the wayla free at this point and yeah. you know well he-
0: it doesn't quite work, the whole, like, like you're like John was saying, the whole uh, zapping Luke with the glove isn't really doing much, because Luke just sort of breaks the glove and throws shit in the path of the of the old hypersonic beam. So Triaculous is like, fuck it, I'll just use my lightning fingers, and lightning fingers at Luke, who blocks a little bit of the lightsaber, but not all of it.
1: Yeah, he does get hit with some lightning, but, you know, there's currently alarm bells going off and all sorts of flashing lights, because... This entire place is going to explode. And Hissa shows up and is like, hey, my dude, we should not die. Let's yeah, get the but fuck out.
0: You think they just finished the job by just shooting Luke while he's writhing on the ground? But no, it's cool, because there's a cartoon bad guy. So instead, they're like, "Yo, Palpatine may have let you escape Skywalker, but I shall destroy you. You have my word on it. And then he just flees.
1: Yeah. He's like, ah, well, b- bye, I guess. <laughs>
0: bye <laughs> and then they leave
1: yeah they both run over to their respective little subs Mm-hmm. and uh yeah
0: everybody escapes and all the whales get out and then the sub blows up oh dunwell doesn't escape because dunwell makes it his way to the escape sub for uh trioculus and is like Arr you should let me on that sub with you
1: yeah he's like oh no no one will enter the sub before the supreme ruler of the empire, the true master of the dark side. And Captain Dunwell's just like, but are you though? Are you? <laughs> Cause I thought you didn't need to rely on mechanical lightning powers or the glove. Oh, wait a shit. Fuck. I fucked myself. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> are ye be not an emperor. You're more of a handsome Pete. What dances for nickels.
1: <laughs> and then of course, Trioclus is like, great. Now that you know my secret, you can die here. We're villains. You dumb idiot. The captain goes down
0: with the ship, stupid. And then, you know, Dunwell dies on that ship. There you go. That's the end of of the valiant, s- salty Captain Dunwell.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: hmm It's the end of his salty mission. <laughs>
1: uh, emission. <What's> up?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everybody escapes. The end. Uh, almost the end. Because first, before they can leave the planet Calamari and go reunite with everybody at Spin back on Yavin 4... The whales want to put on a show.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a big whaleodon concert, and they're going to do, I guess, like, jazz and classical.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going to play some jizz. They're going to play some classical. They're going to do whale opera. They're going to do some dancing. <laughs> and Luke and three PO and everybody have to hang around and watch whatever that looks like. Sadly, we don't get to see what a bunch of whales hanging around performing looks like.
1: Yeah, no. Instead... Luke is like, oh, I enjoyed that concert and all, but, uh, oh, I can't stop thinking about Trioculus being angry at me and saying he's gonna kill me. Oh, I'll never forget this dire threat. Dude!
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, there's this amazing picture of Hissa and Trioculus escaping.
1: Oh, I love that picture so much. It is the single greatest piece of art.
0: (laughs) It's like some sort of little Frankenstein guy hanging around with like a hot dude with a spare eye. And they're both just like, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Anyway, that's more or less the end of all of this. They do make their way back to Yavin 4 at the end, but it's it's just doesn't really matter.
1: No. Again, like I said before, they're like, oh, we can't go to Yavin 4. Imperials might spot us. Anyway, now that we've blown up a submarine on mon cal or just calamari it's fine to go to yavin we can just go there nothing will happen yeah.
0: and then the book uh, ends with weirdly enough a, a glossary well
1: yeah you know maybe you're reading this and you're like i don't know what a mon calamari is
0: yeah uh, although weirdly mon calamari isn't one of the things that gets covered here uh mon or, or akbar does uh but but calamari does not
1: which is just weird
0: right yeah it, it it goes right from luke skywalker to mon mothma to obi-wan kenobi so strange very strange very unusual we get more about the valley of giant oysters than we do about the people who live on that planet generally so that's the end of the first book in the six or seven book chat uh series uh whatever the series is called uh, the i probably called the glove of darth vader series uh
1: yeah it's i mean it doesn't even seem to have a name
0: i don't know maybe the name pops up in future books as they continue the legacy of these things yeah i mean as far as i
1: can tell from this it just there are six books each with a different name none of them have a like preceding title for the series though
0: no you're right i mean if you look at the inside of the first page of the book it just says like the star wars heroes return in all new trilogies that take up where return of the jedi left off i so i guess they're two they're supposed to be two trilogies
1: no it doesn't say that so that's fine
0: my book says that
1: No, mine just says, hey, be sure to read these exciting Star Wars books.
0: Huh. Mine, uh, like I said before, when I bought these, I got two different versions of it. The one I have says, and I'm quoting, The Star Wars heroes return in all new trilogies that take up where Return of the Jedi left off. Mine
1: has literally that exact same sentence except replace trilogies with stories.
0: Huh. How unusual. I wonder which book is newer. Who knows? Not enough to look into it.
1: No one cares. Least of Mm -hmm. all me.
0: Yeah, that'd be hard to figure out, and I don't want to. You know what I would like to do, John?
1: Fuck off. Go to Applebee's?
0: (laughs) I mean, mean, also, yes. I I feel like if anything's going to finally kill Applebee's, besides millennials.
1: Yeah, it's millennials with COVID.
0: Yeah, so who knows? Uh, But what I would like to do is go to Wikipedia, find a fun story about Star Wars, and come back and tell it to you. I wouldn't, but I'll do it because I have to. Really? You don't have fun making our fun content? I thought this was more of a hobby than a jobby. <laughs> oh, I've got a hobby jobby. Yeah, and I don't support it. Uh, okay, so just if you would like to hear some of that fun bonus content that we do for the Star Wars show, go to patreon.com slash system mastery. At the $2 level, you get our Star Wars bonus stuff, which is, uh, you know, more or less a weekly show. Where we go to Wikipedia, find stories that relate to the story we just read, and tell them to each other and to you. Yes, indeedy. We learn some incredible, silly things about Star Wars, like that Mickey Mouse is a canon Jedi in the Star Wars universe, and that Santa Claus is canon in the Star Wars universe, and that there's a villain in the Star Wars universe named Darth Millennial. (laughs) That's right. All of these could be yours, and much, much more, at the $2 level on our Patreon. And uh, also, it's probably a good idea for us to put a note here for regular listeners of Expounded Universe. Uh, We did this little mini-book as kind of a a fun break, but we aren't going to do a wrap-up episode for this, because there just wasn't enough content.
1: Yeah, we're just going to take a quick week off after this, Uh, in between the seasons. There is a bit of shipping nonsense with books during the pandemic, so there may be an issue with that.
0: (laughs) It turns out it's kind of hard for me to get my hands on these crappy old used books when every crappy used bookstore is shut down. Yep. Uh, so I'm having a, I've been having a hard time coming into contact with some more. I mean, I have a lot of Star Wars novels, but I have a problem where I have one of a lot of Star Wars novels. Huh. So uh, I, I'm working on it, and we're going to take a week off and hope that, uh, that the next book arrives in time that we can get to work on that.
1: Yes. So we will see you in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's how this is going to go. We're doing a little bye week, and we'll see you real soon. Until then, I sure hope you enjoyed this uh, fine children's example of what Star Wars fiction can be. I bid you all dark farewells, and I've been Elan Boggiano. And
1: I shall destroy you, Skywalker. You have my promise. (laughs)